Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 699, recorded live on October 2nd, 2021. And here are your hosts, the man who is drinking a spindrift right now, Dave Play. Oh, did that not come across? Are you gonna say? Are you gonna say hi? I, I I did the slurping thing. Did that not come across? No, no, that came across, but that was oh, just that. That was my hi. Ah, uh, okay. You, you were supposed to go on from there. Oh, okay. Well, the man who just has to say it, just gotta say it. I have two cans in front of me right now, Dave. Yeah. Andy Lowe, hi. And will you pick one? Do you want me to pick <laughs> one of the two cans in front of you? All um, right. Uh, we're back to this. <laughs> I mean, like, having two cans is one thing. Asking me to pick one is another. Sorry, what I just I had this, and I'm in my head I'm just remembering, like, all I would have to say is just, I have cans in front of me, and Dave's just like, oh, son of a... Because it went on for weeks. What color are they? Uh, green. Both of them? Yes, but different shades. Okay, so I need more specifics then. What kind of green, Andy? Like a forest green, or like a lime green, or like a tealish green? Uh, forest and teal. The fact that they are two of the words that I said makes me believe that they are not actually forests and teal, but okay. Uh, I am presuming we're looking at different Mountain Dews. You are correct, sir. Uh, forget it. The one on the right. Thrashed Apple it is. The new one. Ooh, yeah, that's Apple. That seems so weird. What? The idea of an Apple Mountain Dew seems really weird. Yeah, this is the uh, Thrashed Apple. It is the Kroger exclusive, which I guess Southwest Michigan is like a Kroger desert. (laughs) Yeah. Like the nearest Kroger. Or Kroger-owned store. Yes, or Kroger-owned store. For me, is either down in South Bend or uh, Jackson or Lansing. Okay. So they're all (laughs) over an hour drive away. Yep. Um, You want to know where the nearest Kroger or Kroger-like store is for me? Down the street. Down the street. Yeah. So, you know, this, I'm like, oh, sweet, a new Mountain Dew flavor. And they're like Kroger exclusive. I'm like, well, where's the nearest Kroger? And I look it up, I'm like, oh, nowhere near me. But, you know, they're all over the place on the east side. Mm, yep. So I was like, you know what? I wonder if I could get somebody to grab something for me. But then uh, Paul, my assistant slash coworker, uh, was going up to our Lansing stations, which I haven't been like, up hey, there. Paul. I'm like, hey, Paul, wait a second. There is literally a Kroger next to our buildings. And he's like, I don't so. <laughs> Like, you're going up to Lansing, can you stop by the Kroger, either on your way in or your way out, and see if they have it? Andy, I think you might have an addiction. To what, obscure Mountain Dew flavors? I mean, to Mountain Dew in general, but yes. Well, yes, I could say that, yes. Do I drink too much pop? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, Andy. Well, you know, I gotta keep this, gotta keep this podcast lively. (laughs) Okay. With Mountain Dew flavors. Yes. Laura's pointing out that uh, you you previously said that you were uh, addicted to Coke. Yes, that so is true. I, I guess my question is, if you were given the choice between a bottle of Coke and a bottle of Mountain Dew, Ooh. where do it, you go? It, it, would, it would literally depend on my mood. Okay. The mood, not what you are, like, doing or needing or what you're eating it with. Yeah, no, I I feel like Mountain Dew and Coke. I could, depending on how I feel, yeah. go either way. It's a rare occurrence, though, to have both the Coke and Mountain Dew option. 
So it's either, you know, most of the time it's either one or the other, and I'm fine with both. So I, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. That's okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, this thrashed apple is apple. Tastes like apple? You know yeah. what doesn't taste like apple? Things that are not apple flavored. Well, yes, but things that have been something that would taste like apple, but now no longer tastes like apple. I don't know. Is there an apple spindrift out there? I have no idea, but the green Skittles no longer taste like apple. What? Not that they ever really did taste like apple. I mean, they tasted like candy apple. But yeah, the green Skittles are going to lime. Back to lime. Wow. They're going back to lime. <laughs> Laura is ecstatic. <laughs> It's a big deal for some people, apparently. That's, wow, how long has it been? Like eight years. Wow. Are you one of those people who are excited to have the return of the lime? I'll have to try it again. Mm-hmm. Just because it's been so long? Yeah. It was replaced by green apple in 2013 after being one of the first five flavors in 1979. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> Skittles on Twitter has received new mentions of it every day since the flavor left with people begging for it to come back. That does not surprise me in any way, shape, or form. No. But now that it's back, people going to be happy? I think so. Well, unless, I don't know. I haven't seen anybody go, oh no, green apple's gone away. Not lime. Where's my green apple going? Yeah. All right. You know what would be great with this Mountain Dew thrashed apple? Mm. Vodka. <laughs> You ever, you ever done an apple juice vodka mix? Uh, no, I don't think I have. Mm. Is it, I've I've had apple-ish vodka-y things. Yeah, we could do you could do some apple. We could do some whiskey with this too. Hmm. You're like this is a damn good mixer. Just remember, Andy, the, the the dangers of mixing alcohol and caffeine. I know ups and downs together. You end up drinking a lot more than you think you can. Nope, I always if. <laughs> If I'm at an open bar, yeah. I, I always put myself on a clock where I only have one drink an hour. That's good. So it's one of those That's things where it's plan. like, yeah, I know. It's it's one of those things where I just, I, I have a plan and I come in and I stick to it and it works out fine. Yeah. Especially if you balance it out with you know, some water. Yes. Water is actually key. Water is very important while drinking booze. Well, water, just drinking water is important anyway. Less than we'll make it out to be. At least that's my take on it. Um, and I make that statement because I know how little water I drink and I know when I get like dehydrated, but like, I, I don't think you need as much water as people say you need. And in fact, like the original studies that people were like, oh my God, you need like eight cups of water a day. Uh, yes. In your total consumption. It's not eight cups, like eight glasses of water in addition to everything else. It's like throughout the day with the things that you're eating and doing, you need to have eight cups of water. But like how much of a steak is water? Okay. uh, The U.S. National Academies of Sciences, Engineering and Medicine state that you need 3.7 liters of fluids a day for men, 2.7 liters of fluids a day for women. And they say about 20% of daily fluid intake usually comes from food. So 20% of that 3.7 liters would be food. The rest of it should Mm -hmm. be beverage. So whatever, what's what's 80% of that of 3.7? Hold on, I have to bring out a calculator for this one go for it 3.7 no 3.7 2.96 liters supposed to drink three liters of fluids a day see i don't believe this i hardcore do not believe this as i sit here and drink my spin drift (laughs) 
I, I'm not going to say that, you know, I, I could just try drinking more water. I'll have to three liters of cheese. How many ounces? You need three liters of water, Andy. You don't need three liters of fluid. You do not need that much. I'm I'm going through different Mayo Clinics quoting this there. Harvard Health is quoting that same study. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cleveland Clinic is step. Everybody is quoting the same exact study. They're all saying, yes, you, you know, you can get water from food. And they're saying, but you can only get about 20%. Mm-hmm. Shoot, I should just try drinking at least a liter extra of water a day. See how that goes with me. <laughs> get ready to go to the bathroom a whole lot more. Okay, so be careful. If you increase your water that much, you do need to increase your salt. Because um, otherwise, like, you know, water toxicity is a thing. Oh, I we, uh, I was going to say there was that hold your wee for a wee, but that wasn't technically water poisoning. That was um, some sort of bladder issue. What? The radio station that had a contest of hold your wee for a wee. And oh, the lady yeah. Who- yeah. Had to go in for, like, a ruptured bladder or something. No, she died. Oh, shit. Yeah. There was a lot of heads that rolled after that one. Rightly yep. so. Yep. And there was there was a lot of pushback in the industry, I found out. So it wasn't really in the industry at that time. Mm-hmm. But there were a lot of contests that kind of just got scrapped. They're like, nope, not going to... Not even going to go near that sort of thing anymore. Right, Lisa? Yep. Laura just came over here with her two-liter water bottle that she goes through, like, two a day. Well, there you go. Women's 2.7 liters. No, Andy, she goes through it twice. Okay. Sometimes well, more. I'm sitting here in my life going, how can I get another 33 ounces? And <laughs> You don't need another 33 ounces. What? Have you had issues with dehydration, Andy? Oh, Yeah. You have? Yeah, yes. Recently. Um, Not like when you were a kid, but like now. Yeah, recently, yeah. No, there was, uh, when I was outside working on some of the stuff. Okay, but that's when you're outside in the hot sun in the summer. Like, yes, drink water. But like, for those of us who sit inside all day. Sorry, I forgot. Some people actually like go outside. Yeah, as I was on Friday. Or work out or stuff like that. Yeah, I haven't done that in a while. Uh Uh-oh. <clears throat> what work out? Yeah, I know. All right. Well, um, should probably get off the water and onto like a much more interesting topic. Get off the water and get on some dry land. <laughs> there is dry land. Dry land exists. Uh I mean, for now, because who knows what's going to happen with friggin' global warming? No, Dave. All the environmental topics were last week. Oh shoot! Wait, we didn't record last week. Two weeks ago. Okay. <laughs> Hang on a second. Yeah, you didn't do it. another, like, guest episode behind my back. Did no. you go back and I look at it like, okay, no. Andy and Dave. No. Good. I ain't, got, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> You're like, man, if we don't get this done on our normal time, I'm just not getting it done. Be like, I, I finished, I, I came downstairs last Saturday. I'm like, I don't have to record tonight. It's like, well, what are we going to do? And I'm like, I'm probably just going to go to bed early. <laughs> and we did. Aw, I mean, if if that's what you want to do, Andy, we can just do that. Nope, this is this works in the schedule. So something that will be coming out this week, yes, in yes. theory, okay, is Pixel the six. what? Nothing. Go on. No, that that's later. This okay. week, this, this week, week. Supp- supposedly is when Google is going to push out the stable release of Android 12. Ooh, neat. Will it bring back my uh, my camera? Well, the camera is actually one of the things that they've been working on with 12. Well, my phone doesn't recognize that there's a camera behind it. <laughs> 
It recognizes that there's a camera in front of it, but not behind it. Well, you can try it out on October 4th. Okay. All I mean, the that's, stuff that's real soon. Yeah. Will yeah. it be available for the Pixel 4 on release day? Uh, pretty much. If you go, uh, most of the time that the Pixels are, you know, because Pixels are Google line. phones. Right. Most of the time, they're front of the line. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. Okay. I mean, that's cool. So what's in Android 12? Oh, you just had to ask that question. I <laughs> I mean, you posted a topic saying Android 12 coming. Yes, because... I, I kind of assumed that you knew about it. Uh, there's the new material design. There's new color changing things. They're doing some more stuff with camera. You say color changing things. Custom uh, colors. Okay. Uh, privacy dashboard, scrollable screenshots, auto- approximate location sharing rather than precise location sharing. For me, that's like, oh, I'll turn that on for uh, for Harry Potter. See what that does. <laughs> See if I can get uh, that classic GPS drift back. Yeah. Something tells me that's not what the location sharing is, because it's not really sharing your location in that one. It's using your location. Yes, but you can tell the phone to tell the app only an approximate location. Approximate? Yeah. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. So, yeah, so there's some material you design tweaks. Um, um, it col- Its color extraction tool picks the colors straight from your phone's wallpaper and then applies them throughout the UI. Oh, that's cute. So Windows does that. Yeah, so it's going to be an Android version of that where, yeah, your color theme is going to be based off your wallpaper. My wallpaper is the night sky (laughs) with, like, a bunch of stars and a shooting star. So I guess that just means that my theme is going to be, like, a dark, dark blue or black. Probably. There's going to be a one-handed mode, which I guess lets you control it better using just a single hand. Uh, Widgets are going to get a makeover. Oh, look, the tiger's lost. What else is new? (laughs) Uh, I was going to say the Lions lost, but that's also not new. Nope. Michigan won. I don't know why we're all of a sudden on sports. That usually comes before a topic. Hey, this is actually Michigan won, and they weren't supposed to win this game. I mean, they were playing Wisconsin, which has already lost twice prior to this game. Yes, but I think the odds actually had Wisconsin winning. So technically, Michigan was the underdog on this match. Well, sure didn't look like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I watched the, the recap of the game. And, uh, let's see, there was a fair catch that Wisconsin dropped. It's like, kick return, the the receiver looks up, sees the ball, waves for a fair catch, and then misses it. But, like, not just misses it, it bounces off of him, and Michigan recovers it at, like, the five. If you wave for a fair catch and you don't... (laughs) And you don't catch it... No, 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 you're not supposed to. Yeah, if you just stay away from it, you're okay. But if that hits you, yep. then it's a live well, ball. Oh, my God. Yep, yep. I mean, you you still want to catch it. If you, like That's the whole point of a fair catch is you're like, I'm going to get this because I don't want it to bounce. Because mm-hmm. like, you don't know where it's going to bounce to. Yeah. But like, I also don't want to get my ass handed to me by these guys who are charging down the field at me. Yeah. So wave off for a fair catch and then... Oh, uh oh. <laughs> Good on the uh, the kicking team, the special teams for like recognizing what was happening and getting in there. Android 12 introduces support for AVIF. Oh, we're back on Android 12. Okay. <laughs> Andy, can you can we pick one or the other? <laughs> nope. Dave, what is the name of this podcast? We right. literally it's, have I get it. It's the random access, but that doesn't mean that we have to give people whiplash. <laughs> 
Come on. My trains are just working fine. Your trains are working fine. Yes, my trains are working fine. Your trains are yes. working fine. Trains of thought. Right. No, I, I understood that it was supposed to be trains of thought. I'm just amused because, like, your trains are working fine. That's not an expression, Andy. That's not a saying. Nope. I, so, like, <laughs> I don't know where your trains are going, bud. They, but I, are, are they working fine? I suppose. Anyway, yes, Android 12 contains this thing that you just referred to that was unintelligible, meaningless numbers and letters to me. AVIF. It's a photo AVIF. So AVI I, is the, it's a recorded video. Yeah, but what is AVIF? It's supposedly a know. picture. I don't You're the guy who's in the friggin', like, broadcast industry. What's AVIF? New image vi- file format derived from keyframes of an AV1 video. I, that's as much information as I have on it. What do you have, AVIF is an image file format specification for storing images or image sequences compressed with the AV1 in HEIF file format. It competes with HEIC, which uses the same container format built upon ISOBMFF, but HEVC for compression. E-I-E-I-O, oh my god. (laughs) Alphabet soup. Multiple color spaces include HDR with PQ or HLG transmit functions with a BT2020 color primaries and a BT21 color space, or SDR with sRGB and a BT709 wide color gamut. Oh my god, this is ridiculous. Wow. So AVIF, um, I can see some changes. Okay. I see some changes. I, I found a page that has like a comparison between different compressions. You lose a fair amount of detail in the AVIF. Can I make this bigger? Ah, there we go. AVIF near lossless versus AVIF acceptable. Okay. (sighs) So it's got different degrees of compression. Well, good. We're finally getting away from JPEG, which was what, 19... JPEG was 19... 1990? Mm -hmm. Somewhere around there. So tell me about what if, Andy... Oh, 1992. I missed it by that much. By two years. By two Tell me years. about what if. What did you think of the last, the penultimate episode? Oh my gosh. It's, 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 it's what, what the if. I don't know what who said if? that line originally, but they, yeah, right up, right up the alley there on that one. <laughs> I mean, I'm enjoying it. I think it's really well done and I'm excited for the uh, finale. I was actually I thinking about to. this. Yeah. So, like you do. Yeah. So remember in Loki how um, the the variant was hiding in apocalyptic times. Yeah. Yes. That way, the TVA couldn't find her because it didn't because matter nothing what she, she could did. do would change the the timeline. Yes. Yeah. Well, outside of Captain Carter, we look at the other episodes that they're all apocalypses. Yeah, because... Except there are apocalypses that strongly affect the timeline. I know, but the the universes, you know... Well, so two things, Andy. Two things with, with this kind of direction of thought. One, what if happens after Loki? As much as something can happen before or after when you're dealing with time travel, this idea of what if and this multiverse, the the one who was left behind is dead. So the control over the multiverse has shattered. The other thing is the point of, of hiding in an apocalypse was that it wasn't that the apocalypse 
wouldn't register. It's that nothing you did at that point would register. Well, yes, but I'm thinking the Watcher can interfere. With the apocalypses? With, well, not with the apocalypses, but basically right, interfere. Right, but with those, those timelines. Interfere with those universes. Like he, Andy, he, the Watcher interferes all the fucking time. I know, but I'm thinking this is what he this is what he does. He basically oh, creates his a, rationalization for it. Yes, he 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 goes into these timelines, going like, "Look, your your universe is hosed." I so, don't think so. Man. Sorry, sorry I to tell you that, but you know, you you know, zombie universe is hosed. T'Challa's universe is hosed. I do not think that is the case. Party Thor is hosed because Ultron showed up. Yeah, yeah, I I don't I don't see it, man. I'm sorry. That's that's what I'm thinking. Is I'm thinking he's going to basically make his own Avengers out of that these. party's going to do. He's going to go through and recruit people, but I don't think it's going to be like, well, your universe is dead anyway. Come uh, especially because Captain Carter, right? Well, especially because Captain Carter is 100 percent confirmed for that, and like her universe is fine. Yeah, that we know of. So here's here's my question. There was one thing during that episode that irked me uh, upon reflection. And those of you who have not been watching What If, if you care at all about spoilers, spoiler warning. Um, the stones, the infinity stones should not have worked. Do not work outside of their own universe. Canonically, even in the MCU, because when they went into the TVA, they were powerless. So how the heck did they work in the multiverse nexus that is the Watcher's watching area? Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's what bugged me. They aren't supposed to. Because, yes, he was definitely outside the universe because, as we saw with Zola... I mean, he went into multiple other universes. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, now that you bring that up, it's like, yeah, wait a second. That shouldn't have happened. Yeah, correct. The stones shouldn't have worked. The other thing that irked me was how quickly Thanos went down. Really? I mean, I, I was amused that it was played for laughs. Why do you think it would have gone down differently? I don't know. He, he literally came in and it's just like, oh, look, stones. Interesting. Boom, dead. Yep. Well, in the original movie, it was, um, God, what's the dude's name? He sent the Black Order first. Yeah, Thanos sent the Black Order first. To disable Vision. Oh, yep. Right? Mm -hmm. What's the first thing that happens is Vision gets stabbed and can no longer phase. They cripple him at the beginning because he knows, because Thanos has done the, the research and knows what's going on. I'm excited for the final episode, though. Yep, uh, I, I, I've heard, I haven't seen, but I've heard that Captain Carter is confirmed for live action. Well, good, because she that, should be. Well, that, that all of this is canonical in the MCU. Good, as it should, well, and now mm, gut <laughs> reaction was good, then two seconds later I thought, wait. Yeah, I mean, the writers kind of borked up with their Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. Okay, what else do we have to talk about? Um... Well, speaking of digital platforms, yes, um, you you know about the whole retransmission fees, right? With cable providers and over-the-air broadcasters. Sure, but for those of us who those those listeners who don't, maybe a like twenty-second uh, summary would be useful. Um, the cable providers want Such to as carry Verizon, Comcast. Yes. So like, yeah, your, your Comcast, your charter, your Cox cable, Cox, your direct TV, dish TV, that sort of stuff. Yeah. They want to carry channels. So they go to things like Verizon and I was going to say NBC, but that's actually Comcast. But they go to the, the ABC, which is Disney, but you know, CBS, which is Viacom. But you, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
they go to the broadcasters and say, hey, we want to carry your stations on our system. And those stations will go, okay, it will cost you this many dollars per month okay. to keep, you know, they'll sign a contract saying, okay, you pay us a certain amount for X amount of years, you get our stations on your service. Then when the contract goes up, most of the time what happens is the fact that the stations want more money. Oh, you 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 want us to, you know, you want to keep up the, our stations on your service. Well, then you're going to have to pay us more. Okay. And most of the time the cable companies go, well, no, we don't want to pay you more. And then, you know, they get in a pissing match and then the contract expires and then we have... Um, you know, blackouts that happen. Right. Now, this is, this is an interesting spot because both of them have power, right? There's there's not a, like... Because if Comcast goes and says, like, we aren't going to carry you on any of our stations, then the broadcasters are like, well, shit. But also the broadcasters can go be like, you don't have the right to our stuff. And Comcast is going to be like, oh, shit. Like, they legit both have something that the other wants. Yes, but most of the time, they can't agree on the price, and so the contract laps, and then most of the time, you know, you get those things saying, hey, you know, this channel's about to disappear from your Comcast service. Please call Comcast and complain, and then Comcast sometimes going, hey, you know, this station... That's is, not us, it's the station. Yeah. Call they them. want more money, and then, you know, contact the station and complain to them about, you know, yeah. the problem. So, yeah, you know, it happens all the time on the cable channels. Well, um, NBC has a contract with YouTube TV that was um, going to uh, end on September 30th. Guess what happened? Um, YouTube TV wanted to pay less? Well, YouTube, YouTube TV wanted to pay them the same amount. NBC Universal. Wanted YouTube TV to pay them more. Um, yeah. And at one point was even talking about trying to get Peacock added as a requirement for YouTube TV. <laughs> Yeah. It's like they, they took the cable model and, of course, it was Comcast, just moved it straight over to the streaming platforms. I mean, but, like, welcome to streaming, right? Like, it's the same as the old... <clears throat> if I want to watch Foundation, which, God, I do not want to watch Foundation, uh, I have to get Apple TV. If I want to watch... The new My Little Pony, I got to get Netflix. If I want to watch, like, we're back to where we were. Yeah. Someone somewhere, without my permission, decided to send us back to where we were. I think that someone's name rhymes with um asked. So yeah, so Comcast wanted Google to pay for Peacock as a condition of continuing to have access to the NBC channels on YouTube TV. Google was like, no. And supposedly NBC was right about to drop everything. But on September 30th, lo and behold, uh, YouTube TV and NBC uh, agreed to a new multi-year contract. Does not include Peacock. Mm -hmm. But um, they, they don't conf they don't have, you know, outside of the Peacock, nobody knows exactly who ended up on top on this one. And the only losers were the consumers. Yeah, that, that happens a lot where it's like, okay, you know, there's a big fight between, you know, Fox Sports and DirecTV. Yep. Yep. The consumer loses. You can't There's get a rebate. There's a big rebate. fight between companies. The consumer loses. Yep. And then, you know, they come to an agreement. The price goes up. The consumer is still there. Can't do yeah. anything. So it's a pretty typical thing. The consumer loses. Yep. Oh, grumble, grumble. Okay. Uh, what else would we like to talk about then? Uh, there's a, there's a speaking lot of, of Google topics here. Yeah. Well, speaking of the, the Android and such, the uh, Pixel 6 price point has yeah. been leaked. It's like a thousand bucks. 
Uh, yeah, for the Pro. Okay. Then I guess I have to ask myself, do I really need the Pro? Because, so the Pixel 6 is said to be priced at 649 euro, which is around $770. Okay. And the Pixel 6 Pro is 899 euros, which it's is around $1,000. $1,000 in the US, yeah. That's pretty pricey, but my phone doesn't work. <laughs> I... Puts me in an awkward position. Yep. And supposedly, the um, according to the previous Google release patterns, would suggest um, October 9th is the announcement date and sale date is October 28th. Right. And shipment date would be even later. Yes. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to see on this one. But yeah, no, thousand dollars for the pro line. I mean, that's what the four XL was. Was it that much? How much did I pay for the regular four? I think eight hundred. I got that directly through Google, right? Yep. I'm trying to find the thing here, and that's not helping me. Welcome to your new Pixel, October twenty third. That's not helping me either. But yeah, <sighs> I just need more space. The phone's not bad. I just need more storage space on the thing. Yeah. But there's no, you know, micro SD card slot on this guy. So I'll have to figure that one out. Uh, What other... Oh, other Google news. Google Lens, mm-hmm. which I use multiple times on my phone. That's the the camera. With uh, the optical like character the, recognition and the uh, yeah. photo AI. Right, for recognizing what you're taking a picture of. Mm-hmm. And even doing, like, on-screen translation. Yes. It is coming to the desktop Chrome. Cool. So you can right-click on an image in Chrome, and you'll be able to search part of the page with Google Lens or search photo with Google Lens right there on the desktop. Okay. I like it. It'd be great if there were a tool in Chrome to, like, dr- you know, click and drag, and then Chrome takes that screenshot and uploads it. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can do that. Um, you can right-click an image and pick Search with Google Lens, or you can just right-click on part of the page, and you can actually search part of the page with Google Lens. It will actually dim it and be just like um, the snippet tool. Nice. Well, you'll be able to highlight the part of the page that you want to search with. And then the new thing also is the fact that you can actually basically Google search from within the lens and it will use the uh, the picture as part of the search results or search terms. So the example they give is the user has a broken bike. They take a picture of the rear axle. They find out it's called a derailleur. And from there, the user types in how to fix, and Google will actually find how to fix derailleur instructions and bring back those results. And that's a pretty cool use case example demo. I like it. I like it. I'm okay with it for now. (laughs) There is, of course, like a privacy question. Mm -hmm. Wait, create QR code for this page? Oh, that's been there for a long time. It just creates a QR code to the URL. I know, but then I can download and print that out. Why have I not done that before? (laughs) I don't know. (sighs) Oh... What would what, what you use it for? Um, th- uh, we, we have uh, music surveys for the radio stations. Yeah. And so um, we've just been using UR- URL shorteners to take them to the music survey page because then we can just basically tell the URL shortener to redirect to the page whenever needed to. Right. But then people still have to type in, you know, the URL shortener. But with a QR code, hey, scan the QR code and it will just take you where we need you to go. Mm-hmm. You know, just okay. print the... I, I feel like that'd be easier than having, you know, tell Telling somebody, hey, and he wants you to go to, you know, bit.ly L-Y slash blah, 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 blah. Huh. Something sounded loud in my kitchen. Uh-oh. <clears throat> 
Yeah, it's very strange. It's been a very strange evening. Has it? Why yeah. has it been a strange evening? Well, just, you know, noises and beverages and... Oh, okay. Yeah, I got I got nothing on that. Sorry, Andy. So, Google yes. has uh, shut down Plex Banking after less Plex, than a year. Plex Banking. Plex yes. Banking. I'm trying to remember what that was. I thought Plex was a video player. Is that not... Is that a different Plex? No, there is a there is a Plex video player. Okay, but that's not what this is. No. What is this? Well, Google Plex... Googleplex, of course. Is their buildings, right? Like the Googleplex is their their um, campus. Oh, but this is this is not the Googleplex. This is not Plex. This is Googleplex. Yes, Google Space Plex. Okay. It was basically supposed to be a integrated checking account as part of the Google Pay. So Google as a bank. Well, technically, yes, but they were actually, they were going to be the intermediary. The actual banking was going to be done by actual banks, like Citibank. So they weren't actually going to be a financial institution, but that, you know, the Google Pay digital wallet, you know, wasn't going to have its own banking account attached to it anymore, which, yeah, yeah, no, they, uh, you know, Google provides the technology, the banks provide the banking, and then um, just Google decided that they uh, don't want to be part of that, um, that part of the financial business. I mean, sure, Google, I mean, Google's had a history of doing that, right, of reaching out into a business, seeing if they can be a disruptor, and then say, like, ah, that was hard, we're not going to do it. Google Fiber. Uh, actually, there was just one for... Let me see if I can find it. Uh, Google Health, I think, is shutting down, or some division like that. August 23rd, Google says health projects will continue even as it unwinds its dedicated health division. Mostly because the guy who was heading the health division uh, went to go work at Cerner, which is an EHR company. So, yeah, doesn't surprise me that Google is stepping down from being a bank... No, they They're weren't like, going to you know be what? a bank. I, I know they weren't going to be a bank, but like they were going to be a bank. They were they were trying to make your bank be better, I guess. They were trying to integrate your bank with your Google account. Yeah, which Citibank says that everybody who um, currently has um, signed up for the Plex waiting list because it hasn't really actually started yet, um, they're going to basically recommend other accounts to the people. Yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, that's another thing Google is dropping. Oh, one more for the Google graveyard. Yep. Okay. Uh, what's going on with Twitch? Well, Twitch is trying out a quote-unquote boost. So <laughs> you're watching a Twitch channel, um, and let's see, where is it at? There, uh, there will be a 10-minute time period where viewers of the channels can purchase as many boosts as they want. And these boosts uh, gives, uh, each boost will highlight the streamer's channel by adding it as a front page recommendation for another Twitch user. Huh. But, like, but, but I mean, the people who already... Uh... So, yeah, it, you, people with lots of wealthy viewers are going to get more viewers, right? Pretty much, yeah. So, yeah, this time viewers are going to pay actual money to give their favorite streamers added exposure. Yeah, but that money won't go to the streamer, will it? It'll go straight to Twitch. You know, I think you're right. <laughs> so the streamer gets what? More follows, which may or may not be... Result in more bits and subs. Those Those are the things people care about on twitch at least that i that's my interpretation getting bits and subs it's like getting the likes on tiktok great that's great for you well except subs actually are income oh okay bits are donations 
Never mind then. So then, yes, it would be possibly. Yeah. Hmm. I did. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of the last time I was on Twitch. Oh, uh, I mean, I streamed literally like two or three weeks ago. Uh, let's that's, see. That's the live, last time I was on. Live channels that you think we would like. Let's see. That's um, the new Amazon game, new Amazon game, Bikini Stream. What? I don't know. Pools, hot you- tubs, and beaches. Really? Hey, did you like just go on to twitch.tv? Is that what's going on? Yeah. And you're like, what's here? You're like, oh, there's literally a section called bikini streams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pro Jared is playing something right now. Recommended channels. Uh, New World. That's what that Amazon one is called. There are a lot of people playing it right now. Okay, let's get off of Twitch. Yep. It's a silly place. <laughs> Uh, Amazon has this little robot. Oh my gosh, the I, number I of stuff this. that Amazon comes out with during these fall device announces is just nuts. What is going on with this friggin' robot? Is it an Alexa that follows you around your house? Yeah, pretty much. Clearly, the designers of this do not have a dog. Certainly not one that sheds where the hair is going to get caught in those wheels. And just imagine having to take this thing apart to get all the hair out of it. Best described as the love child between a Roomba and an Echo Show. So it literally is an Alexa that follows you around. Yeah. So I'd need one for the upstairs and one for the downstairs. It can't clean your floors. It can't climb stairs. It can't go outside Mm -hmm. your home. It costs $1,000. Which you have to request an invite to be possibly allowed to buy it. Mm -hmm. Hmm. There's a lot of ring stuff. Yeah, the um, 15-inch smart display that acts like a picture frame on your wall. Oh, that's that's not like future dystopic information, right? Like, isn't that a, a thing in 1984 that yeah, like, the, gray the television screen. is... Is like a two-way. Yep, the gray screen. Uh, let's see. The Echo Glow is a video chat with built-in games for kids, so they actually will, um, I guess, stick around. Uh, Amazon's got a new Halo wrist thing. Why did they make? Why did they make a robot? <laughs> like they made a flying drone to go around the inside of your house. I feel like the robot is not that far off. I suppose. $250 and you could have a flying camera drone in your house. With, so that it can monitor, like, for break-ins? Like, how paranoid are people? What's kind of surprising, though, is Amazon actually came out with their own smart thermostat. Mm-hmm. So it's an actual Amazon. So instead of Google Nest, it's Amazon smart thermostat. Yep. $60. Okay, that's pretty cheap. Yeah. I mean, for goodness sakes, the Wise thermostat was 80 and that one I yeah. thought was cheap. Yeah. 60 bucks is pretty cheap. Yeah. Bundling a C-wire or common wire adapter kit pushes the price up by $15. Even then, $75? Still pretty cheap. Yep. I mean, I guess some of it is going to depend on like what comes with it. Like what's the what, what's the software behind the hardware? Well, the software uh is the same as the Honeywell Home smart thermostats. That tells me nothing, Andy. Hun- Honeywell is one of the major thermostat manufacturers. Yes, they, I, they I were, did remember that. They, yeah, but I, they, as you know, as well as building, you know, nuclear reactors and whatever else Honeywell makes. They make nukes. Yeah, don't doesn't Honeywell make nukes? Honeywell Nuclear. Honeywell to reopen Seoul U.S. uranium conversion plant. Honeywell Uranium Hexafluoride Processing Facility. Oh, hexafluoride. In um, in Factorio, in one of the mods that has a more realistic uranium processing, you have to mine the uranium, then you have to process the uranium, and you have to put it in a centrifuge, etc., etc. And 
one of the the things is one of the steps is, involves um, the hexafluoride, um, which I think binds the uranium to it and then is a gas. And so that's what goes in the centrifuges so that you can separate out the heavier molecules because they're heavier because they have U-238 instead of U-235. And so you can get the U-235, which I'm pretty sure is the one that you want because it explodes. Yeah, here we go. Honeywell uh, operates the Kansas City plant, which produces and assembles 85% of the non-nuclear components of all the nuclear bombs in the United States arsenal. And they also run the Pantex plant, which is the the primary nuclear weapons assembly and disassembly facility. So yes, yeah, Honeywell makes your thermostat and bombs. <laughs> that's that's kind of amusing. That's more yeah. amusing than it should be. Oh, how are we doing on time, Andy? Uh, let me pull it up. Oh, we're over. Is there okay. anything on this list that you really want to talk about? Nah. Okay. Nah. Well, Mr. Dave. Good. Yeah. It is your random review. My review? Yes. I would like to review, uh, I mean, I can review a specific product in that, like, I've ordered it and I've used it, but I, more so I want to, um, it, you know what, no, I, I will do the specific product. The thing is, like, the product isn't available anymore, but other products like it are. And so I, I will review my specific product, the Under Desk Treadmill Portable Electric Treadmill Flat Slim Walking Pad Jogging Running Machine for home slash office use, comma, remote control, comma, <laughs> LED display, comma, installation free. Is it on Amazon? It is indeed. I sent you a link. Okay, you could just, you know, give me the uh, ASID. Andy, I just read for you <laughs> what it is. I know, but if you just search for the ASI, oh, sorry, not ASID, ASIN. ASI, yeah, ASIN. Yeah, the Amazon serial ID number. Yeah, you, you, it would probably have been shorter to just read off the, a, the ASIN than tell me that gobbledygook. Uh, B096Z6Y, no, sorry, Z6FYP6. Or just click on the link that I sent you. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Okay. So, wow, there's a lot of these out there. Yeah, like, there's a there's a ton of variety out there, right? There's a lot, well, it's not really variety, but there's a ton of options out there for the same thing, which is a treadmill. But normally when you think of a treadmill, you've got, like, you know, something to hang on to and, like, some safety features. No, <laughs> there are no safety features on this. None. Zero. Zip zilch. I think it shuts down if no one's standing on it for, like, 15 seconds. Um, but I bought a treadmill for work because... I'm still in my office. I haven't been in the classroom very, like, I've been in the classroom once in the last year and a half. Um, And so I'm like, you know what? I want to try it. And I went to one of my friend's offices because she has one because she had been asking about them. And I'm like, I don't know. And I went and tried it. I'm like, okay, that, yeah, that kind of works. Like, I could do that. And so then I ordered one. And when they say installation free, they, they mean, like, take it out of the box, plug it in, flip a switch. You're good to go. That was it. That's all I had to do. Um, and of course, since since this was at work, I had I just put the box like in the hallway, and then it disappeared by the next day. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that that's in our Battle Creek office. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this cardboard? Oh, just set it out by the elevator. Well, what happens to it? I don't know, yeah. but it disappears. <laughs> it disappears. Okay. Someone comes by and just gets rid of it. <laughs> sure. Um, so I've been using it, and I've been using it for about a week now, and it's pretty nice to like have 
the, I, it, I can't do it when I'm, like, training, because that's going to be distracting. But I did double-check, and the noise it makes is not picked up by the microphone that I'm using. Oh, well, that's good. So I had it on, and I joined a meeting, and I totally forgot that I had it on, and people in the meeting were like, Dave, why are you bouncing? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm I'm walking. Like, what? And I'm like, I have a treadmill. And I took the camera and pointed it down. I'm like, I have a treadmill down here. And like, oh. And I'm like, I will stop that, because I imagine that's super distracting. Um, now, I, I've, I've found this treadmill goes from 0.5 to 5 for speeds and five miles an hour way too fast for like just walking like you are you are jogging at five miles an hour no no that Um, that is that is my jog that's my warm-up jog speed for when i was running was five miles an hour yeah not doing that (laughs) uh (laughs) but like one mile an hour is the like i'm not even thinking about moving i'm not really moving i'm just lifting up a foot every so often um around two miles an hour i have to start like i have to i have to change the activity that i'm trying to work on at my desk because at two miles an hour it's starting to get hard to like read stuff and focus on stuff and at three miles an hour which i was at uh just like yesterday like holy shit that's it's walkable but that's a fast walk and after uh a little bit of it i was sweating in my office i was like like this is this is three miles an hour is a lot and it doesn't feel like a lot but it is indeed a lot um so i'm probably gonna keep it under two for like when i'm actually working on stuff if i'm producing a class it's gonna be up close to three and i'll just keep going at that um so back to to this specific one it's light which is nice because when i'm not using it i just pull it out and then lean it up against the wall uh, don't believe the pictures that they have because the pictures that they have, there's no power cord. <laughs> That's a thing. Like you, you have to plug it in somewhere. It's not battery operated. Um, but it, it does need a power cord. Um, it comes with one. It comes with a switch. It comes with a remote. It beeps when it starts. And I wish it didn't because you're like, all right, click start. Like you turn it on and then you click start and it goes, Beep, 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 beep. Oh, so you want the you want the warning to? No, I don't. I don't want a warning. I want to press start and have it turn on. It has a warning. I do not I, want. I that. know you. You don't want the. No, I don't need a countdown. I pressed a button. <laughs> but yeah, I if if you have a desk job and you have a uh, adjustable desk, something that can that you can raise and have as like a standing desk. Like, I couldn't use this if I didn't have a standing desk. 100% could not use this if I did not have a standing desk. But, Te- like, having Technically, this my desk, desk is supposedly supposed to be a standing desk. I tried, I tried building supposed my... Supposed to be? I tried, well, I tried building my own, so my desktop can actually lift up. I, I've got, like, you know, I, I built basically my own drawer slides. Yeah. So the thing will actually lift up. Okay. And I've got a couple of 4 by 4s And you can lock it in place? That's I haven't gotten that part done. <laughs> so you can lift your desk. Yes. And, and it, I've I've got I've got two <laughs> four by fours that are the right height for my standing desk desk height for the thing. To shove them under the desk to lock it in place. Yes, that is the one part that I need to fix. So I'm thinking <laughs> uh I get some sort of hinge system. Andy, 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 yeah. let me stop you there. 
Let me stop you and let me make a suggestion. I have a suggestion for you. You have a desk that you can currently raise. Yes. But have no way of, of locking it in place. Yes. Take those two by fours that you are currently using to suspend it. Screw them in so that you cannot remove them and then get a taller chair. <laughs> that actually happened. Um, one person in our traffic department got one of those sit-stand adjustable things. Yeah. What One. And of course, you know, the, the, all the traffic people and all the markets have their like, you know, weekly traffic meeting. And she like adjusted it and then literally everyone just, else wanted one. Yeah, literally it was, a, a new, you know, getting requests from all the markets going, hey, I got this new thing. Can you come here and rewire the computer so I can use it? And I'm just in there going like, if I find out who that first person was, <laughs> it's just like, oh, my God, yes, I'll, I'll go put, rewire, recable your things. And then I'd have to get like longer cables because some of their stuff was too short. And it was, oh, but one of them, uh, we moved one down to one of the, one of the other, you know, people's office. And then, except hers didn't have any hydraulic help or pneumatic help. Yep. So after about three times of her trying it, she basically just locked it in the top position and then got herself a taller chair. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, like, that's what I did in my old office was I just got a taller desk and then I got an extension for the chair. Let's see. Or, or what I could do. Or, Yes. Is go to the Herman Miller outlet store. Outlet store. Yeah. And buy the height adjustable table for $150 or just buy the base for $125. That's that's pretty cheap. Yeah. Buy an actual motorized base for $125. Yeah. That's that's pretty, pretty cheap. You might want to just do that. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I might just do. Yeah. Go to the outlet store. Get it there. Get get a get a powered base. Take the tabletop that I built. Literally unscrew it from my my you know cobbled together two by fours and four by fours and drawer slides. Yeah. Screw it onto the (laughs) the base. Get a second one and bring it home. I don't know if I want to bring it home or not. I don't actually sit much at the computer anymore. I mean, you do for this. Well, yeah, for this, but that's still you know only like three hours a week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. I, I I would not recommend for you, given what I know of your work, you don't sit at a desk enough to make a treadmill worth it. I, let's see, Friday, I was at the desk from nine until noon. Yep. And then I was, you know, outside literally tearing a building apart. <laughs> right. With sawzalls so, and circular saws so, in the whole nine yards. Probably not for you. But for those of us who have desk jobs, it's actually pretty sweet. I really do need to get something though, because I'm because I use a laptop at the desk, so I'm looking, but I'm looking down the whole time. Get a monitor stand, Andy. That is not what you don't need anything complex. Get a monitor stand. I know. I'll have to deal with that. Thinking. Well, I've got a secondary monitor, but I've got it on the side at an angle. I might see if I could flip the two. So I got the big, nice, big monitor and get myself an external keyboard and mouse and then have the laptop open on that secondary position as a secondary monitor and deal every with, you know, all the normal stuff on the main monitor. Does that make sense? Mm, no, but go ahead. <laughs> Does that make sense? No, not really. Uh, but I mean, you do you, Andy, you do you get a monitor stand, like just put it higher up. Well, yeah, but the keyboard then. I'll need to get a keyboard then because otherwise I'll have my keyboard will be up high. Not if you get a monitor stand. Oh, because you you use the laptop's keyboard. Yes. Yeah, don't do that. Get a better keyboard. You see, so I'll get an external keyboard and a mouse. And at that point, I might as well just put all that stuff in the main desk position and have the laptop open and on as the secondary screen. Yep. 
or get yourself like a Bluetooth keyboard that you can take with you and put in different places. I actually have a Bluetooth keyboard, but it's about um, four inches by six inches. That is a very tiny Bluetooth keyboard. I know. I picked it up for like five bucks and I was like, oh, this is actually, you know, not usable. Well, no, because I have a little Bluetooth dongle. So there's a couple of times where... Right. I'm, my, my joke, Andy, is that the keyboard is so small that it's not actually usable. Oh. No, I've, I've, I've done it a couple of times, especially because it's got a touchpad on there, too. So it's like keyboard-touchpad combo. And I just, you know, I need to use this computer. I just literally pop it in, turn the keyboard on, and boom, I'm off to the races. Okay. Random topic. Uh, sure. I'll, I'll link your, uh, treadmill here, even though it's not, uh... It's not available. Yeah, that's why I wasn't going to do mine initially anyway. Gotcha. Right. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Would you be honored if someone named an infectious disease after you? I'm not sure. I mean, on the one hand, like, well, crap. On the other hand, like, they're not supposed to do that anymore. Yeah, I was like, wait a second. Isn't that why we call it, like, the Delta variant and that sort of thing now? Yeah, and why it's it's COVID-19 and not the China virus, as certain people wanted to call it. Here we go. The WHO best practices for naming new human infectious diseases. Because, of course, there's a PDF for this. Yeah. But, like, you aren't supposed to name it after a location, and you aren't supposed to name it after a person. The new best practices That's why it's, do it's not... ALS, not yeah. Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh, there's a whole international classification of diseases. Yeah, the ICD. Yeah. Have you never dealt with ICD before? No. Oh. I don't oh, work in any sort of medical Oh, my field. God. Are you in for a treat? <laughs> oh, God, Andy. I know way more about ICD than I should. Uh... Yeah, no, it's it's and so ICD ten is the current recognized international. You're in my domain now, sir. Actually, David, there's now an eleven. I was about to say ICD ten is the current international standard. ICD eleven is in progress. Several countries have started to use ICD eleven. The uh, United goes States into is effect, not one of them. Goes into effect January first, twenty twenty two. Yeah, but not in the U.S. Okay. God, we are so, so backwards sometimes. ICD is crazy, like crazy, crazy. Like there, so ooh, that was the wrong button. Uh, ICD ten. Um, Andy, pick an animal. Uh, let's go with a red panda. Oh, uh, probably won't be a red panda one. And the ICD tens when you look up panda is sad. Um, oh. because panda is actually an acronym for that's used in in ICD ten. Um, what was it? God, it was it was the shoot. What it's pediatric autoimmune neuropsychiatric disorders. Associated. Oh, that's yeah. As soon as like, you said pediatric, I'm going. Oh, you're that's like, sad. Oh, yeah, that's that's ICD ten code D eight nine point eight nine. Oh, diseases of the appendix. Are you browsing ICD ten codes? Yes, yes, I am. Search. Ready for this? Search for voodoo. I've got no results found. Oh, search for voodoo death. V-O-O-D-O-O. Tell me it came up. Uh, I'm not getting anything. Really? Friggin' ICD-10 browser. <laughs> um, all right, so voodoo death is when the, the, the patient is dead and you don't know why. Like, they just, they're dead. Cause of death unknown. Voodoo death. Um, another, another interesting one is the walking corpse syndrome. I'll pull up the actual ICD-10 code for you on that one, because that one should exist. 
Uh, it's one of the F-22 codes. F-22 is a delusional disorder because with walking corpse syndrome, you believe you are dead. Oh, oh here we go. Yeah. K-35-8. Acute appendicitis other and unspecified without mention of localized or generalized periodontis. Yeah. That's what I had. Uh, probably not. You probably had K35.80, which is a different code, but it is more specific. 3580? I don't have a K35.80. And the reason I say this, Andy, is because a insurance agency may refuse to provide payment for K35.8 and instead require K35.80 because they are two different codes, even though they mean the same thing. Hmm. Things you didn't know you'd learn about with our <laughs> podcast. Um, other interesting ICD-10 codes, there is sucked into jet engine. <laughs> uh, oh, God, what's the, what's the really... Oh, shoot, 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 shoot. There's a uh, fall from spacecraft injuring occupant of aircraft. Come on, where is it? Where is it? Oh, there's also burn due to water skis on fire. That's another good one. Oh, ICD-10. Toxic effect of corrosive acid and acid-like substances. Yep. Actually, the you know what? Forget all this. I should just send you this one. Uh, if you Google struck by orca... <laughs> Google it, not ICD-10 search for it. Or you can go to the website icd10illustrated.com. They made a book called Struck by Orca, which is one of the ICD-10 codes. And it's a bunch of ICD-10 codes with a, like, artist's interpretation. Oh my gosh. Bitten by Orca, hunting rifle discharge. (laughs) Wait, activity knitting? What? Yeah. So some ICD-10 codes aren't the actual diagnosis. They are like modifiers for the diagnosis. So you can get more specific. So like, oh, I injured myself. Okay, like, yeah, you strained your, your wrist, right? But how did you strain your wrist? Oh, I strained it because I was knitting. I don't know if that's a thing. I apologize, what? Kate, if that's a thing. But like, or if that's not a thing. I, either way, really. Okay. Yep. Yep. Well, I having this topic come up. I have I did, to. I have to deal with ICD at work. I I did not expect this. This is not where I expected to end up, which has basically been the theme of this episode. Yeah. How did that's we fair. end up here? I don't know. How did we end up here? We were talking about diseases being named after us. So I think on the one hand, uh, if there were a disease that they decided to break the rules for. And name the disease after me. Yeah, I I feel like I must have done something. Or something happened to me. Yeah. Am I still alive and healthy? I think is the question. (laughs) I I got an alert on my phone for a new Google Rewards. So I go, okay, let me see what this is. Question number one. Have you recently searched for anything related to the following on Google? Click all that apply. Art museum near me. Origami. Donut wallpapers. Yoga poses. Struck by Orca. I think you've searched for struck by Orca. I did search for struck by Orca. Which the following best describes the main motivation behind your search for struck by Orca? My friend told me to. (laughs) Uh... I, I don't... Uh, I'm going to do conduct research. How about that? Sure. All right. We got to call this, Andy. You got to get to bed. It's one o'clock there. 
wait, I'm going to get paid for this <laughs> random Google search. There you go. I'm going to find out exactly. Survey says 33 cents. There we go, Dave. Woo. Thank you very hey, much. Hey, there you go. You got me 33 cents. It got you a third of a dollar. And on that note, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.